Handelsbanken is a local relationship bank built on satisfied customers, financial strength and sustainable values. Find out more at handelsbanken.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Handelsbanken Insights in 2024. I'm Daniel Marnie. On this week's episode, we will review some of the data sets last week, Bank of England Money and Credit and PMIs. We'll then go on to what's going on in the housing market, specifically on prices and also supply in the market, and then conclude with some trends in property yields. And I'm delighted to be joined by James Sproul, Handelsbank and UK's Chief Economist. James, before we get to those three items, we're obviously starting a new year. Do you have any predictions for the year that you think we should be highlighting to our listeners? Well, thanks, Daniel, and Happy New Year. Yes, we are, of course, in the process right now of going through our market forecast. But the result of that is that we're going to be talking in greater detail about what's going to be going on for the UK economy as a whole over the course of 2024 in just a couple of weeks. But without wishing to uh, steal any of the thunder of that, we're not looking at a particularly great growth prospect. And in fact, uh, we're looking at um, uh, the UK economy as the Eurozone economies all trending around zero. And so the idea of slipping into or out of recession is always on the cards because it doesn't take very much to move us, you know, just above or just below that that critical zero level for the economy as a whole. But let's look at some of the things that we've happened in the last couple of weeks. So first of all, we had consumer credit, um, and that was from the Bank of England. And we saw uh, some predictable stuff happening with mortgages, the number of mortgages, new mortgages, continuing to fall pretty precipitously. Uh, and the result of that, of course, is, you know, that that's just the impact of higher interest rates. People are obviously far less keen on borrowing money when the interest rates are very, very high. And we've seen some some sort of anomalies coming through, which we'll discuss in the property market as a whole as a result of that. Um, also, looking at the amount of consumer credit, it's sort of within its normal bounds, so we're not seeing anything that's particularly alarming about the amount of consumer credit. That's important because if we were um, seeing a lot of uh, sort of people borrowing or using their credit cards to make ends meet, we would be uh, more alarmed about the state of the economy, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, and also we're seeing what's happening in terms of corporate credit, and, and a lot of businesses have been paying down the amount of debt that they've got. But again, all this makes sense because, of course, interest rates are much higher than they were over the last few years. And therefore, um, if you were a business, you would think, I've got a bit of spare cash, why don't I just throw it against that debt to uh, reduce your, your outgoing? So uh, nothing particularly surprising on all of that, um, but it, it's, it's useful to note. On the Purchasing Managers Index, we've had a number of things that came through that were interesting. First of all, the UK number as a whole, the composite number, looks pretty good. Uh, it's about 55. Anything above 50 says that we're looking for expansion in the coming year. Uh, manufacturing is, is firmly in the recessionary territory, but that, that is, of course, less than 15% of the economy overall. Um, but for that, that broader economy, as I say, things looking good, but, and it's, it's not a big but, but it's a little but, um, in terms of one of the things we would often look at is what are the, the plans to hire more people? Now, that was a figure that, that held up pretty well throughout much of 2023. It's looking a little bit weaker now. So although there's a, a degree of optimism about what's happening in the coming year, it's not translating into quite as much optimism about hiring more people. So I think there's um, uh, a little bit of an uptick uh, seen to be coming through in all of that. So again, I think it's a pretty positive. If we look at the difference between the UK, the US, and the Eurozone, the, the Eurozone is actually um, pretty firmly into expecting a decline in the coming year. Uh, and there's also implications for that in terms of what's going to happen in interest rate policy there. Uh, and the U.S., uh, clearly they've been doing pretty well recently. Uh, interestingly, the PMIs for the U.S. are just under that of the U.K. Bidenomics, big reflationary package that's coming through in the U- U.S. 
obviously it's an election year for them as well as ourselves. Uh, interesting to see where, which way that goes on coming going over the course of 2024. But the U.S. businesses are looking for a mildly good year. Nothing terribly exciting. Uh, a lot like the U.K. in terms of you know, anemic growth, but but growth uh, nonetheless. And so we'll have to see how that all that turns out. But the PMI numbers looking okay for the U.S., reasonable for for the U.K., not quite as good for the euros just at the moment. So some encouraging news there on the PMI front. Um, PMI is above 50 in the UK, so we'll see if that means we do indeed avoid a recession in the UK, which is, of course, what we are uh, forecasting in our baseline scenario. James, in that answer, you also mentioned the state of mortgage approvals, which are obviously very depressed at the moment. I think they're about 25% down from the pre-pandemic average. Uh, but obviously, markets are expecting quite a few interest rate cuts at the moment. And as a result... Uh, mortgage rates are coming down quite a bit. So I wonder if mortgage approvals might improve a bit. And what does that mean for your house price forecast? Well, uh, first of all, on the interest rates, we have been forecasting um, three cuts over the course of 2024. Uh, we're remaining with that that forecast of three cuts. So we're looking at 4.5% by the end of the year, the first cut coming. Probably the, the Bank of England will be following in the wake of the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank, we will be the, the the third of those three to cut. So we're looking for sort of middle of this year. I have to see how the others come out. But uh, yes, exactly. Three cuts over the course of, of the latter part of this year, just 25 basis points each time. Uh, the markets are looking for a bit more. Um, but let's look at the housing market as a whole. So what we've been saying for some time is that we expect a 7% peak to trough fall in the housing market. And we're about halfway through that. We're maintaining that forecast on the housing market as a whole. And that's despite the fact that we saw the Halifax number last week pop up, um, quite surprisingly. Now, why can a number like that pop up? And of course, you allude to it, at least in part, because you're talking about the, the liquidity of the number of house sales much, much lower. And when you get a much less liquid market, when there are fewer sales, a few sales going one way can start to pop the market up. And I think that's what we've seen. And so we've seen uh, it's an illiquidity issue rather than this is all about a market turn. Um, mortgage rates are still going up. People still concerned about those, those those property prices. We have not seen the falls coming down, and we'll talk about yields in just a moment and how that's impacting the market. But we have not seen the full correction coming through. So I'm still looking for a bit further falling of the UK housing market in the first half of 2024 um, before we start to see a, a slower recovery in the latter half of the year. Okay, so that recovery in the latter half of the year, presumably that will be spurred by the perennial problem of a supply-side problem with the housing market. The UK government, I believe, has a target of 300,000 new homes per year, but they're not meeting that, are they? No, they, that, that housing target has been extremely difficult for them to meet. And in fact, I don't think whoever forms the government the latter half of this year, Rishi Sunak has now told us that effectively the election is going to be October. But I don't think whoever forms the next government is going to have an easier time on that. It's just been one of those things. It's, it's like, you know, I'm going to improve productivity. It's hard. So all those things are going to be, going to be weighing in on all, all of that. So normally, looking just, I'm picking some of those numbers on the um, the new housing. Normally, new housing is about 10% of the total amount of housing. That's fallen down recently, and they've they've got a, a shortfall of about 30,000 houses per year. And I don't think that that's going to be particularly easy to fulfill. Looking at the numbers, what's been quite clear is that as interest rates have been rising, a lot of house builders have been cutting down on the amount of houses they've been building, of course, because the cost to them of the debt that they need to, to incur to finance the housing projects is just that much more expensive. And so I really think that what we need to see is the beginning of that downward cycle in interest rates, which is we're predicting from mid-year onwards. That's going to be really critical to getting the house builders out there building some more. Uh, and therefore, uh, if there is going to be a closing down of that 
um, that gap, it's really going to come as a result of all of that. And of course, the political class often talk about reforming planning, but that's notoriously very difficult to do. So um, I suspect we wouldn't be particularly optimistic about any reform coming through there. James, let's conclude on the trend in property yields, which are obviously very much influenced by what's going on in the gilt market. The gilt yields obviously setting the base for, for the rest of the market. Um, what are we seeing there? Well, yields, I think, are really, really interesting. Now, remember, um, property, whether that's residential or commercial property, always must give a uh, premium to gilt yields. And if you had a choice between owning a, a gilt, which is a very easy thing to do, and of course means you can sit on your hands and do nothing and you just collect the interest rate, or property, you have to have a premium. Property has more risk. It has the risk of you know, a tenants, a, a vacant period. It has the risk of uh, difficult tenants. It has the risk of uh, having new environmental standards, which may require more investment by the, the, the landlord. All of these things mean that property has to have a, a greater yield. And of course, when gilt yields were extraordinarily low, property yields slowly fell to reflect a relatively narrow premium above that. About 4% was typical, for instance, for, for um, residential property. What's happened then, of course, is that gilt yields have gone way up, and therefore property yields need to go up to continue to reflect that differential. But property is much more illiquid than gilts. Gilts, you know, millions and billions of, of pounds worth of gilts traded every day on the market, and property you need to have a situation in which um, uh, you know, the, property, the new property gets registered. And of course, even if you're very quick about it, it could easily be weeks, if not months, to change hands for a property. So all that means that the, the, the reaction time is much, much lower. And what we have seen is that commercial property has had a pretty big correction. And of course, the commercial property is, is largely owned by professional investors, and they need to revalue their property every quarter. So even if they're not selling it, they have to do a revaluation of it. But residential property isn't under that same sort of pressure. And therefore, a lot of people get very attached to their homes, and they become reluctant to admit what their new home is worth because they, they want to think that you know, the investment they made, probably the biggest investment in their lives, is worth what they paid for it or what they think it was at its peak. So it only slowly corrects from that. Uh, and we are in that period right now. And so we have seen um, property, commercial property, um, both the rents going up, but also the capital values being adjusted down. And residential property is going through the same process, but a bit more slowly. And that's one of the reasons that we're looking for UK property as a whole to continue to decline in value over the first half of 2024. And we don't think that the, the bottom of that market is going to be reached probably in Q2 of this year. And do you have any expectations for what sort of premium there will be above gilt yields compared to what we saw over the 2010s? So as I say, it was about 4% for residential property over gilts and commercial property is typically about 5%. So I would think you know if that's your baseline forecast for where they they should be. I think that's something like that is probably normal. And we, we look at what is a long-term fair valuation for gilts. Well, it's probably about 35 to 4%. And so add the appropriate premium there, and you probably get the long-term yield for those, which, of course, is a, value, is, a, is a mix between expected capital value appreciation and any rental increase the, or rental uh, yield that you might be able to get as well. Yeah, and I suppose we might not be comparing like for like because the QE programme did artificially reduce gilt yields in, in the 2010s, so that could complicate things a little bit. James, thanks very much for those insights as always. And James mentioned earlier that we will be doing an episode on the global macro forecast, uh, and that will be in two weeks' time. So if you're particularly interested in that, please do tune in. And as ever, if you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on the app where you're listening because it helps other people find us. And you may also want to share this episode on social media. We look forward to you tuning in next time. 